right, day 96. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, Psalm 41 through 44. Psalm 41, so good, bro. Happy. Yep. Happy is the one who is considerate of the poor. Mm. The Lord will save him in a day of adversity. Mm. Now, we got to remind ourselves, bro, that the Psalms are meant to show us what this happy, blessed, flourishing life is like. And the first word he uses here is that word, right? Right. Happy. And you see like this bracket from Psalm 1 to Psalm 41. And this is the last Psalm of book one, right? (laughs) right, of the Psalms. And so the, the surprising thing here, though, is that the psalmist will say that to care for the poor doesn't hinder happiness. It actually fosters Ah, it. see, it's, it's different it's economics, right? When you think of the economics that lead to happiness, mm. you think of possession of a lot of money that would make you rich, happy or the rich. That's mm-hmm. how we live. Yeah, but even if saying, we won't say that, that's right. how we live. Oh, that's how we live. Yeah, Facts. absolutely. Facts. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but here it's like, oh no, 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 no. Look, look. Happy, mm. happiness is tied to, yeah, wealth, yeah, mm. but not in keeping it and mm. giving it away. That's good, right? Uh, not in you making yourself rich, mm. but actually in enriching others who are without right so you've got this different economics or happiness is tied to economics Mm. but not in the way that you think that's good yeah Yeah. it's so it's so uh counterintuitive we think it will be the other way around right right um yeah we think that generosity will snuff out gladness right it's actually the pathway to gladness and then further he's like yo god takes care of those who take care of the poor Mm. so there's something about like Man, if you really live like this, right. oh, you ain't got to worry about you. Right. Right. And uh, it's interesting because he's going to call on God after that right. to look out for him. So I think it, there is, I think in this text, it is an idea of the economically right. disadvantaged, but also those on the margins, those right. who are poor in spirit, as right. Christ will say. Um, he'll talk about that. And so he'll, he'll be in this situation. Verse nine is so good. He says, uh, even my friend in whom I trusted. Mm. One who ate my bread has raised his heel against me. Uh, and he's basically like, I haven't just been opposed. Right. I've been betrayed. Mm. Right? Uh, scripture and experience teach us, bro, that we are not betrayed by enemies. Right. We are betrayed by friends. Who right, right, right. And so David will go on and on and on. And uh, it's interesting, too, because this text is going to be picked up by the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Being betrayed mm. by his friend. Yeah. And... Uh, the Lord is the only, yeah. In in Christ's betrayal, he still is victorious. And and David is going to call on the Lord, you know, for yeah. his confidence and his victory here at the end. Right before we started to record, uh, we talked about the power of story yeah. uh, as Keith was complimenting me for how amazing of a storyteller <laughs> uh, that I am. But no, like one of the things we see about the Lord Jesus is this, right? Like, God could have just given us stone tablets of principles Mm. for us to get all this stuff on, but he uses story, right? This is God in relation to real life. So we Mm. see not only Jesus being betrayed, but Jesus responding to being betrayed. Mm. Not only Jesus responding to being betrayed, 
but Jesus preemptively serving one who is poor in spirit who will very much take advantage of the grace that he gives him, and yeah. yet he doesn't withhold that uh, good and that care from him. And so it's, uh, yeah, this is not a nice platitude meant to sit on a shelf. It is yeah, God himself, the God-man, the Lord Jesus that came into the earth, showing us uh, what it looks like to... Um, yeah, not just uh, or not just to exist or to respond, but showing us how faithfulness can make a way through a mountain of betrayal. Betrayal is not the end of the road. It's not an obstacle that one can't get past or yeah. get through. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And it's like at the end of the day, you know, he expresses this confidence, right? Right, in God's ability to save, and his confidence is seen in him calling on God to save. Right. And, you know, confidence in God's ability to save us yeah. leads us to sing shouts of praise even before the solutions to our problems. That's good. And so, like, you see David here, song ain't over. Right. <laughs> like, you know, before the song ends, right. he's singing God's praises. And this psalm ends with a blessing. It yeah. ends with a praise to God. And every psalm at the end of every book in the psalms right. will end with a, with a praise or a blessing, mm. showing us like our problems are temporary, bro. Right. But praising and blessing the Lord is not. Yeah. Something. It is our end. It is our goal. It is how this life. It is how the psalms end. Absolutely. But it is how our uh, existence if yep. you will, ends as well. Yeah. Psalm forty two. One if of my so favorites. If Psalm 42 was an album, it would be a double disc. Psalm yeah. 42 and 43, right? They share the same mm, hook, chorus. It's kind of the same theme. They bleed into one another. They yeah. spill over. Yeah. yeah. So first first book of book two. And, you know, we talked about how John was an illustrator. Yeah. But the psalm has been doing this for years. Killing it. He's been killing it for years. <laughs> so he um, talks about how a deer longs for water. It's how he longs for God. And I love that illustration, bro, because... You know, um, only like real and true satisfaction only comes from God. In the same way our thirst is quenched when mm. we drink water. Right. Is the same way our souls and our hearts are quenched um by the life giving presence of God. Yeah. And to you to borrow this illustration, bro, you know, humans, it's been said humans are those who are dying of thirst, but often crave salt. Mm. Mm. And it's like at the end of the day, bro, like we're dying of thirst. Like right. whether we can articulate it That's or not, good. whether we admit it or are or even aware of it, we all want God. Right. And we seek the this is what sin is. Seeking to get out right. of things, out of created things, what was only meant to be given by the creator. Right. And that's exactly what uh is the human plight, if you will. And yeah, he just shows us like this is what true spiritual longing right. is found in the Lord. Yeah. One of the things that I love in the refrain that takes place in this chapter and the next yeah. is he he's aware of where he is, mm. but then he talks to himself. He says, yo, but hope in God, for I will again praise him. He asks himself questions. He interrogates, yo, mm. why, are you so, why are you so downcast, oh, my soul? My soul yeah. And you see this, this dialogue yeah. going on within himself. Um, and I forget who said it, but somebody said, uh, most of our trouble in this world comes from the fact that we listen to ourselves more than we talk to ourselves, mm. right? We listen to our emotions more than, look, 
not commanding them or mm. starting to tell them what to do, right? Mm. You can't just command your emotions away, mm. uh, but you can combat heartache with truth. That's good. And you can combat present heartache with reminders of future promises. Mm. And that's what he does here. He's constantly saying, yo, why are you so downcast? Oh, my soul. Hope in God. I will yet again praise him. I don't see the way out, but I know that God is the one who provides uh, ways out. And you see this back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so good because, you know, his problem is that he can't be in the presence of the Lord. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's like, instead of <laughs> my thirst being quenched by the life-giving waters of the Lord, there's streams of water coming from my eyes. Right. Right. Like, at the end of the day, like he wanted to go to the house of God with the people of God uh singing and proclaiming the joy that comes from the lord but again like you said he talks to himself and i love the repetition yeah it's in 42 and 43 why my soul are you so right downcast or dejected and it just shows man like it's something about repetition bro like truth and i think i'm stealing this one from you truth like seeps into our souls yeah rather than being poured in right it needs to evaporate into us like whether than rather than being like yeah just um you know, one dose. It needs right. to be, I think you said like an like an uh like a rub on. Right. <laughs> I remember the illustration you gave like, yeah. like a rub on medicine rather than like yeah. yeah, a pill or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, truth. Most of the time we think of truth like a topical cream. Yeah. No, nah, just rub on a little truth yeah, yeah. and your problems will be fine. Mm. And that's not it. Truth needs to be ingested or injected. It's mm. gotta get in deep. Deep. You don't just sure. throw truth on the top of trouble Mm -hmm. and expect the trouble to go away like chicken pox right Mm. it's got to be ingested and go down deep and in order for it to go down deep Mm. it has to be repeated yeah that's excellent no that's good psalm 43 same thing um i think one of the things that he adds that that 42 doesn't have is that you know the presence of god is the greatest good for the people of god right but the presence of god doesn't make your problems go away yeah it just places them in the right perspective Mm. And it's something about here where he's just like, at the end of the day, his confidence is in the Lord. Right. Because he knows that even if my problems don't go away, yeah. at least I can see them rightly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the helpful thing that he says in 43. Amen. And, um, you know, I think for us, man, like he asks for this guidance to be led to the presence of God. Right. Right. And somehow, again, he sees this as the solution to his problems. Right. And we tend to try to understand God's presence mm. in light of our problems. Mm. But instead, we should understand our problems in light of God's presence. That's good, bro. Yeah. And so it's like, we think like, yo, like at the end of the day, you know, um, our problems will just go away, right? When we come to know the Lord. At least I, I thought that when yeah. you became a Christian, like life was just this smooth sailing. But it is about um, God's presence that in some way empowers us yeah. to handle the difficulties of life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Psalm 44, last one of this bunch. Mm. Super dope. It is. Just saying, God. Two sections, yeah. I heard what you did. No, no, I heard. God, listen. No, 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 we sharp. We sharp. <laughs> yeah, listen, God. I heard how you delivered our ancestors. Yeah. I heard how they ain't have to lift a finger. Facts. They ain't have to do nothing. Facts. But he's saying, but God. You ain't really been with us in the same way, mm, mm, right? It mm. seems like you're handing us over to be betrayed and mocked and laughed at. And then he just ends mm. up like, look, God, 
Even though it seems like you've forgotten us, we want you to know we haven't forgotten you. Get up and help, Mm. please. And what I love about this is candor, Mm. right? God hasn't forgotten us, Mm. but it feels like it. And so it is okay to take those feelings and to give them to uh, God. I forget who said this. I think it was... uh, uh, I, f- I forget who. I'm not even going to try to. <laughs> somebody else that was not me, I got it from somebody else. This is not an uh, original <laughs> yeah, thought. Yeah. But he said, um, you know, complaining about God is a sin. Mm. Complaining to God mm. is a psalm. Mm, mm, mm. And I thought that framework was helpful. Helpful. Yeah. Complaining about God is a sin. Complaining to God is is a psalm yeah. and we see that candor here yeah and i love the like like you said just honesty bro yeah. like you know you made us an object of reproach yep. <laughs> to our neighbor like you made us a joke yeah like people was really laughing at me they in these was... streets god like <laughs> yo what's up and i love too like he's honest about where he came from right like yep. i think there's a temptation you know among certain people to um yeah, we're in the age of mental health and all this kind of stuff. Right. And it's like, nah, because my childhood and how I was raised, yeah. you know, they didn't do this right. They didn't do this right. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. They, no, they told us. Like, right. they, they gave us, they passed down the covenant. Right. right? Like, they told us of the wonderful works of the Lord. Yeah. But still, yeah. right? And I love with 17, bro. He says, all this happened to us, but we have not forgotten you. Mm. We have not forgotten you or betrayed your covenant. And listen. It, I, I think I said it yesterday. It is evidence of deep faith, bro. Yeah. Deep faith. When we remain faithful to God, when it seems like life sucks. Yeah. It really is because mm. it, there is just this temptation, man. Right. Like when things ain't going right. Right. I don't want to do what's right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so dope here. And I love what he says at the end. It's so good. Yeah. Because of you, we are being put to death all day long. Right. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. The Apostle Paul is going to pick up this text mm. in Romans chapter 8, one of the Come greatest on. chapters in your Bible. Memorize Romans 8. Yep. Um, and he's going to quote this. And in the context of him quoting this, yeah. he'll say this, like, no. <laughs> in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What is he saying? In other words, Paul is saying that even though in the midst of affliction, like you said, bro, it seems like we're experiencing rejection. Regardless of what it looks like to the naked eye, nothing can separate us from God's Mm. love, bro. Yeah. That is experienced in the personal work of Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 God, would you help us today to be reminded um, that our feelings don't often reflect reality, Lord. Uh, We pray that your view, God, we pray that your reality um, would engulf our feelings in the times where uh, our feelings are tempted or our feelings start to make us believe something of you that is not true. So we pray that we would run to you, Lord, with all of our feelings as directly as we know how. We 